Welcome to HubShots, the podcast for marketing managers who use HubSpot. I'm Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and I'm joined by my co-host Craig Bailey from Zen Systems. Craig, how are you? I'm really good. Welcome to episode 42. We've just had two episodes in the past where we had the CMO of HubSpot, and we had Nithi who was looking after marketing in Singapore and Asia. Two great interviews. Two great interviews. So go back, listen to that. And this week, we're back to our usual format with a few extra fun things in between. Yeah, that's right. Hey, you know, I want just in terms of format, I would be interested in our listeners whether, because they might have noticed in episode 38 and 39, we kind of added to the show notes. We included video embed and slide share and all that kind of stuff, different formats. We'd be interested to know if anyone actually found that useful. Yeah. If so, leave us a comment or even better, pop into our WhatsApp group. Yes. And leave us a message. How do they get into the WhatsApp group, Ian? Fill out the form on the website and provide us your number and we'll add you to the WhatsApp group and you can join the conversation. Yeah, that'll be great. And what's the, what do you think is the benefit of the WhatsApp group? You get to interact with Craig Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put them off joining the group. No, no. no. So the, the, the benefit, I think one, one of the many things that we chat amongst ourselves as we're getting ready for Inbound, which yes. is... 117 days away to Inbound and you can go to inboundcountdown.com to see how many days there is left. All right. So that's our inbound thought of the week. And although now, there's some great stuff with inbound, isn't there? Yes. Now there's training on and the price is going to go up shortly. Yeah. So we will tweet about this before the price goes up. So, you know, we did training last year, Craig. Yes. Um, I didn't meet you on that day, but I met you after that, I think. Yeah. And it was fantastic. I love the training. Lots of great resource. I love the presenters. So a lot of the presenters you see on... HubSpot Academy, Academy. they deliver the training. So it's so valuable. You get to spend time with those guys. You get to ask them questions. And that's what I loved about it. Really well organized, really well structured. You can go away with a lot. Yeah, look, I'll just add a bit to that because I think one of the benefits of doing inbound training is you're actually there for a week. And for me, just getting away and thinking about inbound strategy and all that kind of stuff for a week without as many distractions as you'd normally get is really valuable. So that's an ideal time to lock in a bit of training beforehand. And as you said, there is a discount at the moment. There's plenty to choose from. We've got a link in the show notes. Yeah. There is also inbound training in Sydney. Oh, yeah, I saw that. So we'll put a link to that and we'll, we'll tweet that out. Well, I think they've got them all around the world now. They're they do. Growing, yeah. So this, so this is for people who are not going to travel to inbound, but you still have the opportunity to actually get some FaceTime training in the classroom with people from inbound, yeah. with people from HubSpot, sorry. Yeah, good point. Hey, now, now the, yeah. I love your prediction, Craig. Tell me, who, who would we love to see it inbound? So I'll just, uh, if, if for people who have, might not have heard earlier episodes, I like to have a prediction for inbound, and I've recommended or predicted a few speakers and things like that. And really, prediction just means who I want to see, right? So there's and this no, is a special one for you. And this is a special one. So uh, at inbound, for those who haven't been, um, but there's one night where they kind of have an entertainment night. So this isn't the keynotes or anything during the show, during the actual conference. This is conference. the fun time. Of this is the band. fun night, the party night, and they've had bands in the past. And last year they had Amy Schumer. Yes. So my prediction, which is really just who I want to see, is Ellie Goulding, because yeah. I'm kind of in love with her at the moment. This is- <laughs> My wife and I both both love her, so she's great. And uh, I think she'd be – she's just such a fantastic – I think she would be – she appeals to so many different demographics. Um, she's got a wide range of appeal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's the way to put it. So that's why I'd love to see Ellie Goulding there. So, yeah. Fantastic. All right, let's on to our tip of the week and HubSpot feature, Craig. 
This is one that's been in the tool for a long time. It's about using the competition tool. Yeah. And this is under the performance tab of uh, in your HubSpot portal. Yeah. And it's really there to show how you are performing against competitors. So anybody you're trying to track measure against, there's some, a great lot of information and it keeps kind of draws a nice graph over time of how you're performing and how they're performing. Yeah. One little trap for young players in here is that sometimes they can't find all the information, might not be able to find their blog. So it's really important if you see what looks like a warning symbol on the end of that line is to actually go in and see what's wrong and maybe you need to add the RSS feed or you need to put where the blog's located because they might not be able to scrape that information. Yeah, it is good at highlighting that kind of stuff. But yeah, I think the competitor manager is just one of those little tools that's actually really useful but is easy to forget. And as you said, it's been there for a while. So this isn't a new new release or anything from HubSpot. Although they do seem to add some new metrics. I didn't know Twitter followers was in there as a metric, for example. Yes. But what it's really good, I, I often... Uh, put a bunch of competitors but also my own sites as well just so that i can compare them and just get a metric for how they're all um, performing performing. against each other so for listeners i think that's just a good tip i often find um for some of our customers when we're chatting they're saying oh i'd love to know how we compare to such and such well here you go it's that's actually in hubspot you know that's exactly right sometimes it's like oh it'd be good if we could do that ah it's actually already in there so yeah it's a great little tool we might talk about the keyword tool in a future episode because that's another one of those tools that you know what forgotten i was at hubspot yesterday or this week and they actually mentioned that's a very underutilized tool oh i'd believe it yeah i'd believe it uh, that and to do with optimization of blog posts yes yes and the page performance Right, manager. There you go. So we'll talk about that more, but great reminding us for that. Now, Craig, challenge of the week. Now we're going to talk about the HubSpot. Cause? Oh, no, I mean website platform, Craig. Oh, yeah, that's it. Because that's what it's called now. It's the <laughs> HubSpot website platform. Now, while we talk about this is that it's gaining more prominence. And there's, there's a very interesting statement on the, on the HubSpot website that says, on average, customers who use the HubSpot website platform to power their inbound marketing, generate 10 to 20% more traffic than marketers using another CMS. Right. That's a pretty bold statement. So obviously they're collecting, no doubt, but they have data about this. I'd love to know what that data is. Yes. Yeah. But, but I mean, this, I've got a few clients. We run, we run our site on the cause. We've got Mm. quite a few clients that run on the cause because of the integration with the marketing side. Mm. And that's what I love about it, just the ease of management. It's taken that guesswork out of doing things or having to get developers involved and learn another system, yeah. connect it all together. Well, it's really slick, isn't it? Because if you know how to build and uh, design landing pages in HubSpot, <laughs> then you know how to build website pages and that's right. blogs as well. Yeah. Look, I, this is actually now challenge of the week because I actually wanted to mention a little scenario that I've run into with uh, the HubSpot. Um, website platform. I still call it the cause, right? They just so the so we'll go back. What, yeah. It was called the cause because it's the content optimization system. Yes, yes, and that's how it started. And I think it's become the website platform now. Yeah. So I, I need to update my um, terminology. Terminology. Yeah, yeah. But the, the, there is one issue. There's a challenge with it because I've got a current uh, customer working with, and they want to run two websites. Yes. So they're two different uh, domains. domains. Actually, one's yeah. a subdomain of another, but. The, if you're on the professional license, you can really only have one website. Correct. So it's a bit of a limitation in the product. It's a bit of a challenge. So 
You know, actually, I should put that on the wish list item. I mentioned yeah, we should. It, I mentioned this to Mads the other day. I said, oh, it's almost like they need a multi-site license because at the moment, the only way you can run multiple uh, HubSpot website platform sites is to is get an enterprise, enterprise license. And that's not a great fit for my current customer. So they just want to run two web HubSpot website, cars, uh, website sites and they can't. So that's my challenge. So if, uh, if you're yeah, a listener look, and you're also facing that challenge, it'd be good to chat about that so you get, get a bit of feedback. Yeah, absolutely. Now, one thing I do love about using the HubSpot website platform is personalization. Yes. And that's the benefit of actually running the HubSpot website platform is you can do personalization on any page in terms of your content, your CTAs, which you know you can do, and so on. So that's the benefit. And I think that's one of the reasons. Totally agree. Yeah. And especially if you're running e-commerce, for example. Right. And you're running Shopify, you can actually have the, the HubSpot website platform. Okay. And you can do a lot of personalization when people land on the site. Yeah. Before they get taken through to the shopping part. Right. Okay. Was, so that's the benefit. Yeah. Yeah. You've been doing a, a, a bit more e-commerce stuff lately, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, we have. You're kind of starting to specialize in the whole HubSpot and e-commerce. That's yeah. right. So Shopify along with HubSpot and how that integrates and how that people can, especially if they're same product, how they can take advantage of the great marketing system that HubSpot provides mm. on Shopify. Nice. Maybe more on that on another episode. Now, Craig, opinion of the week. This has really had a big impact online in terms of comments, people getting involved. Do you want to tell me about it? Yeah. So, look, this blew up on Twitter this week. I just, I'll just mention we've re- we're recording this on Thursday night, 14th of July. So, by the time you, you might listen to this, this is all blown over. But there was a blog post by Mark Ritson. He's a um, MBA uh, marketing professor, actually. Yeah, I think he's, that's right. he's, he's quite well credentialed. Yes. And, uh, and I think he's quite good, actually. But he wrote a blog post saying, um, is it just me or shouldn't experts in marketing be trained in marketing? And he kind of had this blog post which was saying all these marketing experts, almost like air quotes there, experts, they don't actually have any formal training in marketing. And he's kind of you know throwing cat amongst the pigeons there is that actually you know should they be and and of course he is you know he's a professor in marketing that kind of thing and it blew up on twitter with all these well, marketing experts that aren't qualified you know kind of objecting to it and there was some there was some good comments and discussion we've got a link in the show notes what i thought about it though was perfect example of content marketing where you put forward an opinion you divide people. It's, it's polarizing, right? Polarizing. Yeah. And not in an offensive way or no. in a, uh, you know, in, in anything that was derogatory or anything. He's just putting it out there. That's his view. And the thing is, he's, his whole push is that he's running a mini MBA course in marketing. There's so a great CTA at the bottom it's there. It's a there? great CTA. So it's just gold, right? He's got half of the marketing experts on Twitter jumping on to kind of defend themselves and talk about how he's wrong. He must just be sitting back going, look, there's a perfect example of marketing in play. And I kind of say to him, yep, this guy, is, he's actually good at marketing. It's a great example. So regardless of whether you agree or disagree with him. It's a great thing to read and just be understand what's going on in the market space. All right, Craig, now on to... Shot five, our general tip of the week. And this is actually, this is actually a couple of weeks ago. It's a link on Medium. Um, yeah, it's great. It's a it's a really good read. It says there's no correlation between social shares and people reading anything. And I know for a fact sometimes people respond. Perfect example. I, I updated my LinkedIn. Oh yes. In the last twenty four hours, 
just to say that we we do the podcast together and added it as another another part of it and it was quite interesting it's like people are oh great congratulations on the new venture and you know what i i actually dated it because when we started which is back last september october yeah like and so, so you basically added um on linkedin that you're a co-host on hub shots yeah and then yeah you put this 10 months there and then people saying oh that's fantastic how is this new that's yeah how long it's like <laughs> so they clearly didn't read it they didn't read it they just respond but you know i've read these kind of studies many times where they say the longer the blog post the higher it will rank potentially yes. and there's a bunch of factors of course it'll rank better and it'll get shared a lot more but people don't read it and mm-hmm. this is just another one of those posts highlighting that kind of data and it's true people see a long post on a topic and they think oh that must be authoritative i'll share that I won't bother reading it i'll just <laughs> share it and they might really like it we've got a perfect example of where we've experienced this just recently and we've got a we've actually got a screenshot in the show notes but what's happened as as our listeners of course will know and have all listened to we love testing and measuring (laughs) we interviewed kip bodnar two episodes ago right and so we put that on facebook and we thought we'd promote it so i put a hundred dollars on it promoting that facebook post and we got a good response. We've had, um, what did we get? 169 post likes. So people really liked it. But out of that, how many Only people actually people linked? Only four people read it. Only four people oh, linked Actually, through. no, they actually clicked it. They might not have read they it. They might not have read it. Or so, listened to it, should we say? So it's a good example of vanity metrics, actually. I've spent $100 and I got uh, close to 200 engagements, so 50 cents engagement. So the, the, the kind of cost per engagement might seem like, oh, that's quite a good good price depending on the industry in this is obviously marketing so that's probably a good result oh all these likes that's great so you, four people click through so you just paid 25 dollars to somebody to read that crate exactly so or listen there, to it there we go so we just wanted to share that you know as as an example of what well, i would so, call that failed marketing or that's right it's just vanity marketing now we are going to do another test with this exact uh, episode, which was Kip's episode. We're going to try it with a different image and just change a few things. So we're going to yeah. test and see if we get a better response. Yeah. I've tested something similar on LinkedIn. I published it on LinkedIn, put a picture of the three of us on LinkedIn with the post. So it'll be interesting to see how that performs. And, and already um, less than 24 hours, I think we had a hundred and we got in front of close to 200 people. So nice. Organically. So, that is. Organically. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. right. So, so that'll be interesting to see what happens there. And that's something that I'm testing and we'll share some of the details a bit later. Yeah, nice one. Now, we state of inbound item for the week is the future of content marketing. So this is in the research.hubspot.com. And there's some fascinating research around this. We're going to talk about where do people go to catch up on news, business, lifestyle stories online? And where did they go? for the same content two years ago. Now, that's really fascinating because the way people consume content has changed massively, just even, like, I'll say 12 months. It's changed massively. At the time we've been doing this podcast together, I know the way I approach things is very different, and I can see even for you it's different. You know, we have diversified. We read a lot more books. We do a lot more long-form stuff. But, you know, what? what's really interesting out of this report, Craig, is that, they obviously search on search engine, but they look at Facebook feeds and click interesting articles and videos. And that's up 57% from two years ago. Yeah, that's right. And I think this is, this is crucial for any business where they write off 
social in general, but quite often Facebook as a source for driving leads, especially in B2B. I know we harp on this a lot. But here's an example of how consuming content has changed. And they're using basically Facebook as a news source. And so, so not just Facebook. I mean, I would say Twitter is here as well. They've got Twitter and they've actually got LinkedIn in this graph as well. But Facebook's and mobile notifications. Far, yeah, Facebook is by far the one the that's greatest. grown the, the, the most. And, of course, we know that because Facebook is is so agile at iterating their algorithm and it's constantly changing people, uh, changing and annoying people, of course. But it's all about keep, keeping people sticky with uh, the content they're consuming. And news is a key part of that. Yes. Why can it be sticky? Because they know who we are. That's the big difference between Facebook and Google, right? Right. And so further down the list, what what's really interesting is you go right down where it says, um, I, I find it through an RSS feed or things like that. And I think there's another one where they talk about, uh, in another graph where they talk about, I actually go to the publisher's site directly to get news mm. and it's really low. Correct. So people are starting their search for news awareness on Facebook and other social networks. And this is the thing that we need to be tapping into as marketers. And you even see this on Google happening. They're trying to bring that information from sites up to the Google search. So even today when I was looking for something, like I I was looking for a particular topic and I noticed that it kind of highlighted questions in the search. It's like, oh, what happens when this will take place? And there's like a frequently asked questions, like a list. And I was like, oh, that's different. Again, they're trying to extract the information and give it to you as quickly as possible which means that I didn't have to actually visit the site. I actually found the information on the search page and that's all I did. Yep, that's right. So um, we're just going to quickly whiz through another one, which is actually the, the format that people like to um, engage with. And they compared a whole bunch of different formats of content and they're they basically saying, what ones do you actually consume thoroughly versus skimming? Yeah, and videos was consuming thoroughly and so same social media posts. But on the opposite end, Craig, was podcasts was a high level of skimming. Yeah, it's interesting. And I question this, you know, because you've got to obviously listen to it. But as you pointed out, what do people do when they listen to podcasts? Yeah, because if you think of podcasts, what's the only real format where you can do something else while consuming? And podcasts, audio, is one of the... one of the few exactly where you can actually do something else. And for example, drive, or you yep. can be working out or yes. you can going for a walk or whatever. And that's why I think it's a growing content format. And it's something that if you were to look at this graph initially, yes. we've got a screenshot in the show notes. You might say, Oh, well, I won't do podcasts because people will just skim it. No, that's actually a way of matching. You've got to match context, don't you? Correct. What they're context. doing and the content Absolutely. that applies to that. Yeah. All righty. <laughs> Shot number seven. So this is something new, Craig, that I've added for this week. Yeah, nice. And this is from um, HubSpot. It's what's coming in HubSpot. So it's what's currently in beta. And I've just picked out three really great things that I see on the horizon that are coming. Yeah. I'm going to highlight them. So it's the one-click ad received email to the CRM. So, but, and so here's a little tip. Currently, you can actually forward emails from your mail client to the CRM using uh, the address at forward.hubspot.com. So you can see that there and you can test that out. The next one is the ability to add a blog author bio module. So you can add that to the blog page. Okay. So currently you can't do that. There's no module for that. So that's coming in, 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 it's in beta currently. The next one is the ability to add captions on photos to the blog. So that's another really good one because images becoming really big when, you, when we're doing stuff. 
and a lot of people are actually sourcing images from different places and uh, want to give due credit, which is good. And I think this will just help do that. I actually had somebody on Instagram yes this week actually say they really love something and they actually wrote in the comments, uh, do you give me permission to share this on my... And I said, well, how good is that? Like They actually asked and I was like, sure, go for it. But they asked the question. So that was really good. I thought that shows that they actually care about, you know, this is somebody else's work and I just want to give them credit. So nice one. So uh, that you got that from the ideas.hubspot site, is it? Where they yes, got the, correct. And then you categorized on in what's beta. in beta yeah that's nice great tip for actually finding out what's coming up correct nice fun now craig our podcast of the week we wanted to highlight so this is a big shout out to our our friends at the hubcast the hubcast marcus and george because they just uh recorded and published their hundredth episode of the hubcast and i'm sure most of our listeners would be big listeners of the hubcast as well another yeah so congratulations guys and thank you for being the leaders and you know making a way for the two of us yeah big inspiration for us well done guys and i really want to meet george um george b thomas george b thomas at inbound that'd be great looking forward to that all right and finally craig we have our app of the week now I know we both use this, and this is the Facebook Pages app. So this is the app you can have on your device to manage pages that you look after. And I'd recommend if you manage any page at all that you actually have that. You get it, you're familiar with it. It kind of helps you manage your Facebook pages in a separate app so you're not in your in your normal app as yourself. Yeah, I think this is a bit of unknown for people that even experienced Facebook marketers. They don't know about, firstly, the Facebook uh, Pages app, and they also don't know about the Facebook Groups app. So these yes. are two great things if you just kind of want to steer clear of the the, the, That's t- right. the time suck that is the Facebook newsfeed. And this is particularly good if you're managing a couple of pages and you're trying to respond to messages. Yes. So when people message you on Facebook, just use the Pages app and you can respond to them. And this ties in with the which we had in a few episodes ago is actually adding Facebook messenger to your website. Yes. And then giving the ability to you people that manage your Facebook, that messenger to have the pages app and be able to respond to people through that app. So it wasn't actually tied to someone's personal profile. Exactly right. Yep. So super useful app there. Now we'd love to hear feedback. We'd love to know if uh, in the last episodes, when we did a screencast in a video on YouTube, whether that was any, any useful. We haven't done it for this one. And we'd love to know whether you would actually find that useful going forward because we'll do it if, if you do find value in that. Leave a comment, Instagram us, tweet us, and uh, join our WhatsApp group. So again, get, head to the website, hubshots.com, and just fill out the form. And we look forward to seeing you at Inbound. Until next time, Craig. All right, Ian. Catch you later. Thank you for listening to this episode of HubShots. For show notes, resources, HubSpot news, including practical strategies you can implement, visit us at hubshots.com.